Praise God, still a lot of people away. Yeah, and uh, including our youth pastor and our Filipino pastor. All the Filipinos, praise the Lord. Uh, but uh, praise God that you're here. And if you're visiting us for the first time today, we've got a whole row here visiting us for the first time. So that's fantastic. Welcome to you. And we, we want to just thank you for coming to Phuket in the rainy season. Well done. So if you've lacked sunshine outside, we pray that you'll get the sunshine, S-O-N, inside. Yeah. Praise God. So we're, we're um, just about now to uh, have uh, Kids for Christ, which is upstairs. So the uh, children can go up and the teachers. Have we got Kids for Christ? We haven't got a youth pastor, but have we got Kids for Christ? Yeah. <coughs> Praise God. Oh, the kids are getting older. Praise the Lord. We're going to turn to God's Word. And uh, we're on the second part of the Word and the Spirit, but if you're not weren't here for the first part, don't worry. Because two things. One, today will take care of itself. Right? Uh, but you can also listen to it on our podcast. Right. But uh, we're going to be uh, examining the Word and the Spirit, so if you could put the PowerPoint up and show Hallelujah, there we go. How to minister. We're learning how to minister in truth and in power. Praise God. On Friday nights we gather together and we're, we're training people how to minister in the power of the Holy Spirit. And at the end of the service today, those who came on Friday, we're going to pray for the sick. Praise God. Last night, uh, my wife, Pastor Margaret, was uh, uh, she got a really bad stomach uh, infection. And so I prayed for her in the name of Jesus. And instantly she was better. Is that right? Yeah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. That's great. We're no strangers to miracles here. But miracles are a means to an end. Right. The New Testament refers to them as signs following. Following what? Mm. 
following the ecclesia, the church. You and me. It's tangible evidence of the power of God in action. Last week, um, Pastor Wan the Power was uh, walking along. And uh, well, she was just doing. She was doing. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, Some people saw her that haven't seen her for 20 years. And the last time they saw her, she was dying of cancer. And she wasn't expected to live. But of course, what they didn't know was that Pastor Nock and myself met her and prayed with her and she was healed. God healed her. And so they said, Well, if we cannot believe it's you, why aren't you dead? Right? I mean, that is, that is the perfect question to ask someone for a testimony. You know, hello, you've got to start with a bit of uh, hello back and all kinds of stuff. But the question, why aren't you dead, kind of leads into a story about Jesus. And so, praise God, their lives were changed. And, and uh, hopefully in the next few weeks we'll be seeing that. No, that's a different one. That's another one. Right? Yeah, that's another testimony. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Hallelujah. You can't keep up with that. I know. It's difficult. Yeah. Right. When she's, when she's on a roll, she's on a roll. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah, she brought somebody else with her today. So praise God. That's good. Okay. So we're going to continue to develop our understanding of what it is to walk in the power of the Word and the Spirit. This morning, before we started our worship, we welcome the Holy Spirit to be here with us. And I know that Pastor Nock and myself, we're all ready and geared up to deliver the Word of God. And sometimes it's actually even better in Thai than it is in English. Sometimes. Right. Praise God. So it's good if you're bilingual because you get both. You get a double blessing. So we're convinced, and, and when there's two people in agreement, we know something's going to happen. So we invite you to join with us and let God speak to you today. Uh, you didn't come in here to sit in this beautiful building on these beautiful chairs. 
Right? Praise God, I'm pretty sure you could have found somewhere else that was a better place to sit. No, no, no. With a better view, better chairs, and coffee and cake at the same time. Right, so why did you come here today? We came here to meet with God, that's why I'm here. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God to be envisioned and empowered for the week ahead because every moment of every day God is with us. But we, we come to church to gather together to encourage one another with testimony and to receive God's preached word which anoints us for the week. And so this week we'll be going deeper into the relationship between the Word and the Spirit. Well, that's the intention. It depends on whether I steer or not. Hallelujah. If we're to be effective as the ecclesia, we need to allow God's authority and power to flow through us to the world. We need to know. We need to understand. And we need to employ God's word and the spirit together. So that we can be successful in bringing transformation to this island. Right, remember, transformation starts in me. Romans 12, 2, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. But then we pass it on to others. The Apostle Paul said, that which I have, I pass on to you. You cannot bless people if you are not full of blessing. You cannot pass on that which you don't know or understand. And so it's important for transformation to start in us first. So that I am conformed to the image of God. So that I can bring that which I've received to those around me. So it's vital for us to develop healthy spiritual habits that will enable us to be always filled with the Word and the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. You see the power in that. Come on. I don't know about you, but I felt the power flow in. Praise God. That was obviously a power surge. Well, somewhere, somewhere in Phuket. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. 
We're searching for it and we found it. That's right. <laughs> so we need to read God's word. Right now, oh no, he's not going to tell us to read the Bible, is he? No, what I'm going to tell you to do is not just read the Bible, but to learn how to receive truth. Lots of people read the Bible every day. But they fail to receive truth. And it's very important for us to be able to understand how to read God's word so that we receive from him. In the same way, we need to be filled with the Spirit. So that we can learn to move in God's power. So that what we impart has a tangible effect. So that we can also speak truth with confidence and wisdom. If the truth is within you, you all, you need to learn how to impart that truth to others. The first people to witness to me as a young man, they introduced themselves by saying, we're from the church and you're a sinner. Right. Was that true? Yes. Did that impress me? No. Right. So I said, well, I'm not from church, I'm going to the pub. Right. And I wasn't interested. The second group of people to talk to me that were Christians asked me if I'd like to go out for a meal. And I said yes. Praise God. And they started to ask about me. And I thought, well, these people are interested in me. Yeah. And they said, well, on Sundays we go to church. You want to come? And then maybe we go out for pizza afterwards. So all I heard was pizza afterwards. So I went with them to church. Now, the desired effect was reached. Why? Because they used wisdom in administering truth. And love flowed through them towards me. And after three weeks of pizza, I got saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Three slices of pizza, all it takes for me. The right approach. That's why the spirit and the word need to be combined. 
Because Jesus told us that the Holy Spirit is the one who will lead us into all truth. So when we combine the two, we're able to minister in the correct way. So it's important for us to be equipped with the word and empowered by the spirit. If reading your Bible is a daily chore, you'll get bored. It'd be like taking that medicine that you know is good for you but tastes awful. So it's something you have to do but you don't look forward to it. And so it will not have the effect it's supposed to have. So we have to learn how to read the Bible so it becomes a daily impartation from God. Not a boring task. Whenever you read God's word, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And so that you you start to receive a word from God. And when you learn how to understand the Bible, then you can tackle the more difficult parts of the Bible. If you're a Christian a week, don't start reading Romans. Don't delve into the Pentateuch in the, you know, the first five books of the Bible. Read something that's going to speak to you because you're reading it for the first time. Something interesting like Psalms. Or, the, or Luke or Acts. Right? Read something that's going to minister to you as you read it. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's, it's the only thing that the Word of God tells you to, to, to seek after with all your heart. The Word says, covet the Holy Spirit. Right now, Lord, we speak peace over the Phuket electricity. Hallelujah. I don't know what's going on there, but something's going on. Hallelujah. Maybe there's a storm on the way. Ooh, praise God. <coughs> Hallelujah. So, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And when you learn how to speak in tongues, do so every day in your time alone with God. Most people don't understand what tongues is all about. 
It's for you. It's for, it's not for you to blurt in the face of everybody else. It's for your edification. It's your confirmation of the Holy Spirit within you. And it's meant to edify you, to build you up. So that you know that God is with you. Remember, your time with God is a journey. And step by step, you'll learn how God can empower you to bring transformation first to yourself. But then to your family. To your friends. To your community. And the real key is to transition from being self-centered to being kingdom-centered. What do I mean by that? At first, we all want to receive the good things that God has for us. Right. Anybody here like to receive God's blessing? Praise God. Yeah? Praise God. All of us, yeah? I like to be blessed by God. Great, that's fantastic. And when we first come, it's all about what we can receive from the Lord. Praise God. It, and by the way, it doesn't matter where you are, you'll still get all this. So it doesn't matter what building you're in, you'll still get the service. So you might as well be where God is. Hallelujah. And God loves to give good things to his children. But he longs for us to start to realize it's more blessed to give than to receive. Right? So this is something we need to start to understand. Giving is more blessed than receiving. Now, I've been blessed by God incredibly. Right? I'm alive, that's the first thing. Five years ago, I was given two weeks to live. And God said, no, 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 I haven't finished with you yet. Margaret said, I'm into that. Right? And I'm still here. Praise God. I've been blessed incredibly. I had incurable illness and I was healed. One day I had zero white blood cells, the next day I had more than average. Now I have, I have a friend in Florida who's a, a top heart surgeon. And he told me that that would take over a year for you to generate the white blood cells back. 
ที่จริงแล้วมนุษย์ทั่วไปเนี่ยเมื่อไม่มีเซลล์มเลือดขาวเนี่ยต้องใช้เวลาหลายปีมากที่จะพัฒนาจำนวนขึ้น It cannot happen for one day to the next. But by the power of God. So I know how it is to be blessed. But Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. So what I want to do is I want to explore more. Lord, help me to understand how giving is more blessed than receiving. Because if I remain self-centered, all I'm interested in is Lord, give me more, more, more. Is it wrong to want to receive more from God? No. But we have to make an adjustment. We should not just seek after receiving. But we should come to a point where we actually trust God to give us what we need. So that our focus is that which I have received, I pass on to you. So we start to emulate Jesus Himself. The Apostle Paul says, "Be followers of me, even as I follow Christ." What does he mean? Jesus came to earth and he came as a servant to give. He gave his life for you and for me. And the apostle Paul came to a point where he start he gave everything he had, just as Jesus had done, to the people around him. And from God's word, he appeals to us and says, "Follow me in the same way. Do as I have done." And Paul also spoke to us that follow the example of Jesus, like he did for us. Emulate Jesus. So that you can be a giver. Let us explore that a little bit more to see what the benefits are. But, but know this. You can only do what God wants you to do when you allow His Word to set you free from the worries of life. In Matthew six. Right? Particularly verses 25-34. Jesus tells us not to worry about food. Not to worry about clothing. Not to worry about how long you'll live. Because worrying about them will not feed you, will not clothe you, and will not help you to live a second longer. Rather, he tells us to trust God. 
That he will provide all we need as we follow his plan and purpose. And the key verse in those passages is seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Which amazingly was already up on the screen. Hallelujah. As we pursue the kingdom of God, doing what God wants us to do, all the things that we need will be added to us. In other words, God will take care of it all. The only thing I can say to you to help you to get this is try it. Right? Right? So I'm thinking, Lord, will you just kind of like impart this to me? No, you have to do it. That means letting go of all the things that you worry about. And start to trust that the God who gives you a, your breath every day will give you everything you need to do what he wants you to do. It doesn't mean becoming irresponsible. It, mean, it means shifting your focus. It doesn't say think about nothing. It doesn't say do nothing. No, it says seek first God's kingdom. Do what God wants you to do. Right? That's what righteousness is, doing what God wants you to do. And when you do that, all the things that you used to worry about, God will look after. And countless times, we have done what God wants us to do. Right? Uh, and, and so many times, we've emptied our bank accounts. Right? And the tendency is to think, what have we done? <coughs> but we don't think that because we're focused on what we have done. In faith, we sow. And as we do that, from nowhere, God blesses us. And we think, well, where, where did that come from? I, I have an accountant in, Eng in England who says that I'm the biggest headache that he's ever had. Right, he says, because you spend more money that comes in. But your money keeps going up. 
He says, I want to know how. I said, just say God and don't ask any questions. Right? I'm not attached to the mafia. Right? It's, I don't understand it myself, but the money is elastic. Right? But when you sow in the kingdom, God will bless you. And don't worry, I'm not going to have the offering. We've already had it. Right? We, we did it before I spoke. Right? So this is not, I'm not adding up to an appeal for your money. No, I'm trying to share with you what we have found to be true. That you cannot outgive God. Hallelujah. And we receive things that money can't buy. Can't buy health, can't buy life. Hallelujah. If the shop existed, it would be the best selling, uh, it would be the best attended shop in the world, wouldn't it? Buy extra years here. No, we pursue God first. And then all the things that we need are added to us. This is the truth. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. So at work, in our relationship, in our spare time, our fun time, at all these times, we should serve God's purposes. Right? If you can't say to God, just sit here a minute while I go and have some fun. If it's not good enough for Jesus to be with you, don't do it. If it comes to the point where you have to make an excuse for who you are because you're ashamed to own up to Jesus, then don't do it. Why re remove yourself from this covering? It would be like going to AIA for some life insurance. And so I want to be covered for all things except flying, uh, accidents, fire, and theft. Just cover me for everything else. That's crazy. That's why you want insurance. The best insurance that we have is to know that God is taking care of everything. So take him everywhere you go. And to do that, you have to serve him in everything you do. Hallelujah. Let the light bulb go on somewhere. 
When you are righteous, you will bear kingdom fruit. Abundant fruit. So abundant that, that God that enables us to be generous. God will bless us so that we can be generous to others. And when we do that, God just keeps replacing it. If I were I found is he gives you more so you can raise your level of what you've been giving. And he doesn't matter what's happening in the world. Look, I'm English. I've gone through Brexit. Right? And all the reports daily on the news, oh, the economy's gone down, the finance has gone down, the pound's gone down. Right? I get paid in pounds. I'm actually 20% worse off than I was a month ago. But you know what? There's no recession in heaven. God's not biting his fingernails thinking, oh dear, recession. The Bible says God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Okay, so one hill got demolished. I've got 999 others. Hallelujah. The UK does not supply my every need. God does. Praise God. Amen. Does it stop me giving? No. No. And my hand was the first in the offering this morning. Not taking out, putting in. <laughs> That's probably because I sit at the front and the bank comes to me first. I don't know. But praise the Lord, I'm there, ready to give. Why? Because I don't worry about what's going to happen next week, because I know next week God's still there. Most of the time, when I travel and I go to, I'm invited to different places around the world, sometimes I've landed in war zones. Just that worry, we actually, last time I went to a war zone in Malaysia, we, we actually stopped the war. The war between Filipinos and, and, and Malaysians in, in the Northern Ireland, and we landed there in the middle of it. And just so happened to meet the leader of one of the factions. And two Christian ministers ministered to a Muslim leader. And the end result was within half an hour there was peace. 
And it was a, a Muslim faction from Malaysia and a Muslim faction from the Philippines that were fighting over the same piece of land. And we brought them together in peace. And they donated 30 acres of the land to the church. Come on! Right. This is God. And the same God that lives in me lives in you. Right. There's no supermen in the church. Right? There's just ordinary people who come to a point where they recognize that they can do extraordinary things. I don't do miracles. God does miracles. I just provide my hands. Right? And the Acts 19.11 experience happens. And God was performing extraordinary miracles through the hands of Paul. Hallelujah. Praise God. Through the hands of Paul. Praise God. This morning, Paul's going to pray for the sick. Hallelujah. Not Paul from Tarsus, Paul from Belgium. Isn't that incredible? It is incredible because I don't think he's ever come up and prayed for the sick before, right? It's going to be a first. Hallelujah. But it's not us. It's never about you, it's about God. Right? And God is able to do all things. We have to come into the place, into the right place, where we recognize who God is and what he wants to do through us. Many people quote Acts 20.35 incorrectly. They say it's better to give than to receive. Doesn't say that. Oops, go back, right? It says it's more blessed to give than to receive. Right? In other words, when we give, God returns the blessing to us more than when we just sit there receiving. The blessing of God is great. But don't be just content to receive. Learn to walk in the blessing that comes when you give. Look at this. Philippians 2, 5-7. Right. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but 
emptied himself, taking the form of a bond servant. Jesus didn't come to serve but to serve. And that should be the heart's desire of any member of the ecclesia. To serve God with all that we have. To pass on everything that we receive. And that by doing that, we release ourselves from worrying about the things that we cannot control. If you're in home, and your TV breaks down, it's no good sitting there worrying about it. Because you can worry, worry all day, it won't change a thing. Your TV's broken. And the only way to do it is to bring someone in who knows what they're doing. So they can fix it. Well, it used to be that way when the days of black and white TV in my youth. Nowadays, it's probably cheaper to buy a new one than it is to get someone in to fix it. Right. But so let's say your house is broken, you know, some pipes or whatever. Or a burst. Right. You worry about it all day long, all you'll do is get wet. So you ask someone to come in who knows what they're doing to fix it. Praise God, it's simple. It's the same spiritually. You can worry about situations all day long. You won't solve them. You need to invite someone in who can solve it. We do that not by saying, God help, God help. He will. But you won't learn not to worry. We overcome situations by focusing on building God's kingdom. By being a servant. By acknowledging that when we do that, God will look after the other stuff that we can't control. To serve God with all we have. To pass on everything that we receive. Turn your focus away 
from the need to control your circumstances. And turn on to being open to the Holy Spirit to make you into a world changer. When you do that, God will give you access to high places. Praise God. We know what's happened in, in, through the members of our church. How many governors and, and mayors we've, we've influenced? Through doing what God told me to do, the first, the next thing I know, I'm being called up by the King of Thailand. Right? Pastor Wanapa has ministered to three prime ministers. I'm ministered to two. I'm catching you up. But I beat you because I got two and a king. Hallelujah. Praise God. How does this happen? It didn't happen because it was what I wanted. It happened because I was pursuing the kingdom of God and then these opportunities arose. You come to our house and on one side, one wall, I've got plates and trophies and cups and different things from mayors and uh, of cities all over the world. I've got loads of photographs on the computer here of people that we prayed with and ministered to. Not because I've knocked on their door, but because they've said, will you come to my office and pray God's blessing on our office? All I've done is arrive in a country that I can't speak the language. Right? The only thing I can really grasp in, in Spanish is how to ask for coffee. Because without the Lord and, and, and coffee, I would surely die. Hallelujah. So I know how to ask for coffee and I know how to say, God bless you. So why would these people want me to go there? Because I've learned something. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Let God cause you to be a world changer. So, in this study on the Word of the Spirit, we're finally getting there. We, we, <laughs> we've been looking at Hebrews 12. Right, and an hour in, we haven't got to Hebrews 12 yet, but we're nearly there. We're nearly finished because I'm going to end with this. Right, right. and verse 28. Right, look at this. This is fantastic. 
Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe. So, this is the key that will unlock the door to enable us to give more than receive. Right? How do we serve God acceptably? How? By being thankful. God has done so much for us. He made us. Praise God. He made the world for us to live in. Praise God. And isn't Phuket a beautiful place? Through the rain. If it didn't rain, it wouldn't be green. <laughs> it would be brown, like California. Right. And he gave us life. And he maintains that life. He loves us. He saved us. He's given us a present and a future. There's so much for us to be thankful for. Most people live their lives wanting something else. Praise God. Maybe that's the answer. There was music from heaven. Instead of being thankful for what you received. When we learn to appreciate the generosity, love and blessing of God. That is the fuel to stir motivation. So it will enable us to give to others. To love others. And bless others as God has loved, given and blessed us. Have you ever had a really delicious dinner? Yeah, really, really nice dinner. And you eat as much as you can. And then when you're full, you've got to sit down. And you sit down in a comfortable chair. And you put your hand on your expanded belly. Right. And you say, mm, that was good. And you're stuck there for a few hours because you can't move. You're full to overflowing. You can't take any more. Unless it's ice cream. <laughs> 
We appreciate what we receive. Just in the same way God fills us with blessing. And we need to appreciate what he's done. Don't take what you have for granted. But thank the Lord every day for what you've got. Because only out of appreciation will you uh, will, will that enable the desire to express thanks to God. Only through appreciation will you be moved to serve Him. And note from this verse that our service is judged. Right? The Greek word for um, acceptable. Right? Is you are Right? And that means in a manner that is well pleasing to God. It's our case of, like mum says, do the washing up, so you go, all right When you do the washing up, you think maybe if I drop a plate and smash it on the floor, she'll never ask me again. Right? No. That's not acceptable. We serve God because we love Him. And we are grateful for what He's done for us. You're not convinced with that verse? Okay. Look at this. Corinthians 9, 6 to 8. Now this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must do as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. นี่แหละคนที่หวานเพียงเล็กน้อยก็จะเกี่ยวเก็บได้เพียงเล็กน้อยคนที่หวานมากก็จะเกี่ยวเก็บได้มากทุกคนจงให้ตามที่เขาได
But the more blessing God will replace upon from that which you've given out. And that is just amazing. Again, you're emulating God by giving, but you cannot outgive God. He just keeps pouring more on so that you can be more generous. Let God speak to you today. Right? Because the only way that Phuket's going to be changed is that we demonstrate the love of God through us to others. We show people the power and authority that we have in Christ. He wants you to move in truth and power. But the key is first to be moved by his truth and power in your life. And then you'll learn how to be someone who can minister in truth and power. Now I believe God's spoken to you today. But as I said, if you come on Friday night, we're, we're praying for people and imparting over everyone who comes. That which I've received, I pass on to you. We've seen people healed of cancer, we've seen people healed of blindness, we've seen people that are lame, that can walk. What? Last month, the little girl who died was raised back up to life. Right? Praise God. I didn't pray for them. Pastor Glenn prayed for them. Hallelujah. Ruth found that was dead, drowned, and had already passed away. He laid hands on her. He didn't know CPR. He didn't know CPR. He didn't know the medical things to do. He just said, Jesus, raise her up. And she came back. Praise God. And she's fine. You want to see that happen in you and through you? You want to see the power of the Word and the Holy Spirit? Then come on Friday nights and learn how it's done. That's why we're disciples. Disciples means someone who is committed to a learning process. But we were destined to bring God's kingdom on earth. Not just about, it's not about going to church and saying I'm a Christian. 
It's about changing the world by God's power for His glory. God loves nations. And He wants us to be nation changers. And the only thing that limits you is doubt. Put aside your doubts. Step into the fullness of what God has for you. So this morning we're going to pray right now for you if you're sick. Or if you have someone, a friend, relative who is sick and you want to stand in for them. So if you're sick this morning or you've got a friend who's sick, come and sit on the front row. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. We've got a lot of people in this church that have been healed, healed of cancer. Stage 4 cancer. You had stage 4 cancer 20 years ago. Look at it now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You had cancer, but you're free. No, I'm telling you. You're free. Not almost. You're free. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, the ones who came on Friday, and I imparted to you, <coughs> as I prayed for you, right? not me, it's God. Just use my hands. Right? Nothing magical about me. I mean, I'm the son of a sausage maker and a bricklayer. Come on. <laughs> Okay, so those who are here, come and start to pray. Pray for those in your language. It's much easier to pray in the language that you understand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah, you can pray from the front. You don't have to pray from the back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Praise God. Yeah, come up. Mighty Paul. Paul of Belgium. Hallelujah. Pray with, pray with, uh, with Pastor Morgan if you want to. Pray together. Doesn't matter, you know, you can pray two together. Right now, the rest of us, let's just join in. God is here. Hallelujah. God is here. Praise God. Right, we trust that the Holy Spirit is starting to speak and move in you and through you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, it's it's easy for me to just pray for people. But what, 
But this is the same when I travel around the world. Last time I was in Argentina. Maybe 5,000 people in the meeting. And I said, right, I'm going to impart to you. And two and a half thousand people come forward. And I'm thinking, man alive, I'm going to be here till next week. But that wasn't my plan. The band starts playing. So I turn around to the band and I says, you can either play or you can heal the sick. What would you prefer to do? So they all stopped playing. So I prayed for all the worship team. And there was about 30 of them. And they went down to start to pray for people. Because I said, next week I will be back home in Thailand. So who's going to pray for you next week? So I said, these guys are. And they're going to pray for you today as well. And so they did. They started praying. And people were getting out of wheelchairs and all kinds of stuff. People were, who haven't walked for years were running around. And the eyeballs of the pianist were popping out of his head. Because he prayed for a woman in a wheelchair and she got up. And he said, I didn't think I had it in, in me. And I said, that's why you've never done it. Right? Because he didn't think he could do it. Right? What's my favorite verse? Philippians 4.13, right? I can do all things through him who strengthens me. It's through him. It's not me. It's through him. But I can, I can do all things. The I refers to me. Right. So start to believe it. You don't do miracles. God does, but God's in you. Start to operate that, not just on Sunday. But every day. God doesn't leave you at all. So we bless you in Jesus' name. And we pass on to you. Right? The best thing that you could be, right? As far as I'm concerned, the best thing that you could be is better than me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're all better than me, then I can go to heaven one day and Jesus will say, well done. Right. Praise God. That's my job. To make, to make you better than me. Amen. God bless. See you on Friday. <laughs>